A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Well, hello again, Egg Chasers. It's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. And here right now in the Rugby Dungeon to talk about all domestic rugby matters. If, you, if you're clicking on this, expecting to hear about Wales's, uh, well, England's amazing win in the women's rugby Six Nations. There were some other games going on over the over the weekend in international rugby uh, between England and Wales. They don't need to be talked about. Well, anyway, point is you've you've clicked the wrong one. That's already in our feed. Go and click on that. This is all about domestic matters with JB right there. Hello, Timothy. With Phil right there. Hello, Tim. And uh, yeah, well, how was your Monday? Very Monday-ish. My, mm. my last Monday on paternity leave. So oh, sinking feeling. Bittersweet. Mm. Yeah. Can't wait to get out of the house, yeah? Yeah. 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 Hey, you've got an, uh, you've got an in-house gym now. That's, that's very exciting, isn't it? I do. My other precious little bundle of joy that arrived <laughs> last week. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I can train at home. Whenever I can, you I can want. kind of do... Genuinely? Genuinely? Yeah, he's got yeah. a squat rack. Well, have you got a squat rack? Yeah. Squat rack. Got, Is it, have you got like just two... Stood standing things, or have you got like a proper rack? Pro- proper rack, but oh, a half, wow. half rack, but a, a good sturdy rack. No nice. problem with it, though. No one's going to be stood in it doing arm bicep curls. Well, apart well, from me, occasionally. Yes. <laughs> the only Break is, my own rules. You've only got enough room to do bicep curls. So, like, you couldn't. I don't think you can get the weights on your shoulders, can you? Oh, yeah, yeah. How can you? I mean, I can. Oh, right. I, so, the, so the ceiling no. the ceiling is 195 centimeters. So, you can't do push press. Six foot five. So, you can't do push press. You probably would be okay, Jay, with the the bar just load with, it with, with twenty kgs on each side. Yeah, no, I just well, I just load it with two point five weights. <laughs> loads and loads of two point five weights. One hundred and twenty kg <laughs> in two point five kg <laughs> increments. It's the only way that I'm doing it. Uh, yeah, I've got that. Um, so a seven foot Olympic bar. Wow. Uh, about two hundred kilograms of weight so far. I'm going to get some more. And um, you're actually, I believe you're actually disciplined enough to actually use it. Whereas most people buy all this stuff and it's, and it's a very expensive Tell what I've shirt got. clothes hanger. <laughs> Tell you what I've got, which is a real good investment. Uh, I was using it tonight, actually, is my pull-up bar outside. I've got a pull-up and, pull and dip rings. They're, uh, they're very good fun. It's an incredibly rocky start to proceedings. And I mean, in, in the sense of the, the rocky movie. <laughs> yes, yes, quite. Uh, <laughs> this is a podcast to talk about domestic matters. I thought, you know how we, it seemed to go down very well when we when we went into the salary cap a few weeks ago. A lot of a lot of people saying that it was really interesting, really informative. I think we should really chuck under the microscope Manu Tuolangi and what he should do next. We should maybe, um, what's it, war game 
Oh, we should war, we should war game and strategize. And like then, the Rand Corporation does. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah. come to a conclusion on what does Manu do? Because the situation is he's he's been to visit Racing ninety two. Yep. yep. Uh, he has got an offer on the table from Leicester, which rumored to be a, a significant pay increase, maybe twenty twenty five percent increase on what he's already being paid by Leicester. Which was reported in the region of four fifty. That kind of Does money. That make that what? For He's not worth four fifty. Five five fifty to six hundred. Yeah, that kind of number. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, so yeah, he's got that offer on the table, and he's weighing up his decision. Uh, apparently, there might be other clubs interested as well, but he's been to visit Racing. So, and he's also for the first time in a long time wearing the twelve jersey. So he's a starter mm. for England, which, if you manage to retain that, is worth. Well, twenty-five grand a game between ten and fifteen games a yeah. year. All right, so let's so let's war game staying at Leicester. So, so he he's going to make so this is let's a, say five fifty to six hundred k salary. Yes, yeah, salary plus the option of let's just say best case scenario of just for simple maths, twelve games, three hundred k for England means he's approaching before any. Extra image rights or sponsorship deals, he's close to a million pounds per yeah, season. 900k, that kind of region before anything if he stays else happens. Fit. Uh, if he stays fit for the England money, the Leicester money will be guaranteed. Yes. Now, so the, there's two parts to this. There's one, there's the money, which that is obviously pretty attractive. There will be few rugby players in the world who will be on significantly better than that. Mm. Um, there's then the club and the opportunity to win things because money is money we've said it many times but money's great but when you're 40 and looking back do you want to be counting medals or do you want to be counting pounds and pence pounds and pence and well both (laughs) both is the best option well it is yeah um and this leicester team are not great we saw yesterday on sunday them uh, travel to Worcester and be beaten in a very bad game, which we, we might get into a little bit later. Yeah. But this is not the Leicester of 10 years ago. This is not the dynasty Leicester. This is a, a cheap imitation of Leicester, it feels like, at the moment. Mm. So let's actually flip the Leicester thing round, but actually suddenly be in the Leicester boardroom. Okay. So we are... So do we even know what our actual jobs are? Uh, I'll be the tea lady. Right. Okay. Or tea man. Okay. I'll be so, I'm in charge of so stationery. We've got, yeah, we've got a head. So we've got a head of rugby. We've got a chief exec. Yeah. And we've got a director of rugby. Is that is that the structure that, that we're... Or we just got a head coach? Head head coach, DOR, and chief exec. And No, but they do have also have a head of rugby. Okay. So the chief exec is Cohen. The head of rugby is Jed Glynn? Glynn. Jed Glynn. Yes, I keep wanting to say Jed Mason. Jed Mason's the owner of sale. Um, yeah, and then you've got your rugby staff. Okay. So, who who's who here? Well, d- to be honest, I'm already confused because I don't know what the... Dif- I know what a coach yeah. does, I know what a DOR does, yeah. I know what a chief exec does. I'm not so, sure they have a DOR. Well, so or maybe we, they do now. We're a, we're a commune-like collective that are just going to come to a real... Yeah, because that uh, works well. Yeah, that works really well. <laughs> uh, so we're going to decide. So we've got Manu Tuolangi. So we're sitting down, we go next order of business, Manu Tuolangi. Um, to keep Manu, we're going to have to pay him... Close to 600k a season for 
the next three years. Okay, not over what my dead we, body. What, what do my, we want to do? Not, no, never. Never. Never in a million years. Uh, offer him half of what we offered him last time. That's, that's what I'd be saying. And if he wants to go to France, let him go to France. That's my final, final offer. No, actually, I'll offer him less than that. If he, if he comes back <laughs> and negotiates, I'll offer him less. So I was going to say two-thirds to three-quarters of what he got, what his deal was last time because if I'm wearing a Leicester hat, I don't think we got anywhere near value on the, the last deal. Not not even close to it. Well, I'd talk about right. I'd talk about right. a one to two year deal for him to prove his worth and perhaps with an option of if he can prove his worth in that period, an option to say, yeah, this let's call it a four year deal. First two are three hundred k. The f- two years after that will be six hundred k. If you prove you're worth it in that period, maybe you pay. That's, that's where I am. Maybe a pay as you play deal. <laughs> but at least it's in football. But in fact, it, actually, sorry to interrupt, Phil, but they do have that in rugby, and I don't know if, um, I don't actually know if they still do it. I'm sure they do, but if you play a certain amount of first-team games, you get a bonus. Yeah, probably. So I would make that bonus oh, incredibly I can, high. I, I can say all this now, because there's enough water under the bridge. So, <sighs> there used to be a thing, when I played at Newbury, you'd get... How on, was, did you, which, which coach was there? Uh, <laughs> this actually wasn't the Ben Ryan era. Oh, right, okay. okay. Anyway... Played at Newbury, and you would get, um, you would get X amount of pounds if you started, yeah, and you would get that same amount if you appeared from the bench and played more than twenty twenty minutes or more. <laughs> uh-huh. The number of times I was a replacement that came on after sixty one minutes. Oh, I yeah. can only imagine. <laughs> so I've got a shaking story. my fist. There was a, um, a a player who plays for a, a professional team, but I won't say which one, um, <laughs> in the Premiership. And this must be, I'd say, eight years ago. And I was asking one one of these players, "What's that guy like? Such and such?" And he goes, "He's all right, but not my kind. Of, not my kind of guy." I was like, "Well, why not?" And this, the player I was talking to, needed his appearance off the bench for the season to get like twenty five games, and you get a ten grand bonus or whatever it is. The player in question knew the bonus was about to be paid. They agreed that he would come off. He'd like say, oh, "I've got a bit of a hammy or some such thing." And then during the game, even though they're winning, he's like, "Actually, no, nah, mate, I want to, I want to crack on." What to get? Yeah, so they had an agreement, right? That the player I was talking to, yeah, would towards the end of the game, the guy who started would come off to let him come on, right? So he okay. would gain his bonus, right? So he's like, "Right, how's how's the hamstring, Patrick?" <laughs> oh, and he's like pinged. Uh, it's fine, David. It's fine. It's fine. And they just carried on. So he's, so, like the, he's like the Chelsea keeper. Yeah, yeah. So bit. he missed out his bonus. Oh, his, gutted. Because his mate wouldn't come off. So yeah, it's dishonest. Dishonest. Mm. And the, if you the... knew what happened to that player, subsequent to that, it's even more hilarious. Anyway, <laughs> what happened? I, mean, I can't no, say can't because say. you'll know who it is. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> the um, uh, the money to a Lange thing, I think I'm in, I, I'm in agreement with you. Although I think actually... I think the the salary cap's greater and the wages inf- have inflated. So yeah. I don't think he's he's being overpaid right now. I, I might say we'll keep the money as it is at four fifty. Um, and Manu, we can't afford anymore. Uh, but I just want to remind you: look, uh, our medical team know you inside out. <laughs> they know your knee, your ankle, your yeah. shoulder, your pectoral, your wrist, your elbow. So and, and right? so, if you want to stay fit and get that 300k a year 
for England, we are the club to stay at. And well, because not even that's not even talking about loyalty. Because I think that's a false thing saying we've looked after you. You owe yeah, us. Yeah. That's rubbish. It's actually more the point saying, Manu, look how we know you better than anyone. And I'd also be saying to him, you go to France, and this maybe moves it onto the racing point of view. You go to France, Manu. Well, if you get injured, you're going to be sent to a rehabilitation centre. Nothing to do with the club. That's what they do. Is it? Yeah. That's what they do. They go off. You go. Well, you know, Carl Ferns. He went off and did his own thing. He did for a long, for a long time. But because so, they, they they don't care about well, not don't care, but it's not the club. The club the, don't have a load of physios, S and C staff. They don't they don't have all that. So I'll give you the counter argument to that. They have a great cheese board. They do have a good cheese board. <laughs> so um, I was talking to a player who plays in France. Won't mention his name. Um, <laughs> and the view is actually not so straightforward. We talk about the French uh, leagues as. The meat grinder, because they play for so long. But they do so much resting of players when they play away. It's yeah. almost like you're only playing every other week anyway. If you only feel good. I mean, yeah, if you're bad, yeah. you, you, you have to play every week. Well, so here's the other point from that on, on the Manu thing. Yeah, you might go, actually, we're not going to rinse you and play you every single week. We're only going to play you at home on that artificial surface. That'll be good for your ankles and knees, Manu. And then when you do get injured... We're not going to take care of you. We're going to send you off to a rehabilitation place with a whoever will look after you and take care of yourself. I think Rassing, great for the bank balance. I think it'll be a terrible move for Manu. Uh, I'm not. I'm neutral on it. I think he can go. I think. I think it's a good move for Tigers. I think Tigers are the ones that need to get rid. So that's where I am as well. And I think that. So Manu will always get the kind of shareable clips, the the social media clips, because he will put in big hits and, well, have, and have bullocking runs. Yeah, get, let's the, take the, England this this weekend. This this weekend is a perfect example. He puts one big hit on Liam Williams and he puts a bullocking run partway through the second half. Besides that, he was anonymous mm. and, and actually at times worse than anonymous because defensively and offensively... So known, but badly. Well, yeah, Known, but known for being bad because yes. he was out of position. He's out of position, which caused missed tackles, and he was out of position offensively, which prevented England's structure. So, I actually think, I think from Leicester, because you've got the game tape, you know all of this. You know how highly other clubs will value him, but you also know he's actually not necessarily the best thing for the structure of that that rugby club. You can value him properly, which is way below what Racing should be valuing him yeah. at. So I think the best thing for Leicester is to let him go. The, the, the other thing is, look at Quinns and suddenly how much better they are when they're not losing their big marketable and financial assets to mm. England. Uh, and Leicester, if they do raise it to nearly 600k, they're still, and particularly in a World Cup year, next year you're not going to see him. No, you're not. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm... And they're not going to be playing in the Champions Cup. Probably. So Probably, yes. Prob- so I you, agree with that. So, And they've won the under-18 title two years in a row now. Take, yeah. take, that, take that half a million quid. Find those amazing youngsters you've got. Yeah. And think three years down the line. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, you know, cut down all the other trees so, uh, so the saplings can grow. But, but Leicester have offered him more money. And they want to keep him, so he may well decide to stay. Yeah, it's a difficult one. 
Well, it's not for me. So, so if we were Leicester, we would actually say, uh, sorry, Manu, that, that, that offer's no longer on the table. Here's, here's an alternative. Here's, here's, a, here's an alternative offer. Uh, I, I know the story of a director of rugby, a director of rugby rescinding an offer. Yeah, I know an example of that as well. Yeah, it's, it's brutal, actually. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But, yeah. There, there was one, unless I'm thinking of, a, well, unless I'm thinking of the same one, the one that I can think of is the Kyle Eastman story at Bath. Oh, yeah. Which was, it, it was oh, a contract yeah. that was, if, if the it, terms were signed or something. Yeah. If the contract wasn't signed, something, some letter of intent or some pre-agreement was signed for the figure that comes to mind, this is about three or four years ago, was 330k. Yeah, he, he was going to be one of the highest paid players in Bath, right? Yes, he was. So from there, they, I think Mike Ford went and then they didn't renew his contract. Yes. Now, I do not know if Cal Eastman is getting paid a fortune because he's talented and available at the time, or he's getting paid next to nothing. It's one yeah. of the two. Well, there was talk of him going back to Rugby League at one point, which, mm. w- which would Tells be... me he's not earning much money. Exactly, yeah. But there's also pictures of him walking around Leon, which tells me he's earned a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know which is which. And another lad did actually go to uh, Rugby League, or it was announced that he's going to Rugby League this yeah, week. Yeah, bit good old Luth. Luth. Yeah, I hope, big it, yeah, I hope it goes well for him. So, Absolutely. So the summary on, on Manu Tulangi is, uh, he, uh, so for me it's, Manu, you should not go to, to Racing. However, Leicester, Leicester, you shouldn't keep Manu. Yeah. that That's where I am. That is exactly where I am, yeah. Yeah, it all comes to some reasonable agreement, but they won't. I, yeah. I think... His perceived market value will be so high and so misaligned with what I see his real market value to be to Leicester. You're basically signing another Benteo, right? Yeah. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Right. Well, I wonder where Ben Teo is, because Ben Teo's contract must be up. He's going to France, isn't he? Yeah. Some well, more deli- for some, I don't know. Some Did- more delicious money. Irish are chucking loads of cash around. Oh, that, I that, haven't that'd a be a fit. That'd be a fit. It would be an interesting fit, wouldn't it? Because he's 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 part Irish, obviously. You know, obviously. There's, there's that picture of him wearing the Irish jersey. <laughs> yes, how did they forget? That, that would fit. 
<laughs> Sean O'Brien, one Irish superstar. Ben yeah. Teo, another, another almost Irish, almost superstar. Irish superstar. Oh, I guess it keeps he's as Irish as CJ Stander. Mind you, hang on, he's thirty-two, right? Yeah. 31, 32, yeah. Yeah, he's nearly old enough to play in our veterans team. So <laughs> he's not. Yeah, he's not long for international rugby. Is he as good as he is? He's not long for it. So mm. yeah, I probably would France. But if Irish are going to pay him some big cash, yeah, go like go there. Well, they are chucking the cash around. There's not really many other news stories this week. Well, let's least. talk about Luther Barella a second. Yeah, go on. Because that's exciting. He signed for Warrington this week, Warrington Rugby League. Um, Charlie's new teammate. Yeah. yeah. So two ex-rugby league, then went to rugby union, then back into rugby league players. I think he started off in Huddersfield. Yeah. Uh, Big Luth, before going to Leeds, then going to Sale, then going to Northampton, winning a title, playing for England. With, uh, with stop-offs at Oral... Uh, sorry, Otley and Sedgley Park. Is that right? On the way, yeah. Yeah, and now he's going to, to Warrington. And I know all all roads lead to Burgess, but all roads really do lead to Burgess. I mean, have you ever known a player being treated so badly um, by the international setup as... No, I don't think badly. Nothing malicious happened. But to be dropped... 28 like, minutes into a test match? Yep, by Eddie Jones... But to be dropped from the World Cup squad altogether when you were playing well, you were fit, you were in the camp, because Sam Burgess got in. I mean, he has yeah. had some it's rotten point, luck. That, in that 2015, it was 2015 yeah, when he, was, he, he was the the starter in the Six Nations for the first few games. Certainly. Him and Billy Swelvetrees actually had a pretty formidable... Well, it, was him and, it was him and JJ, wasn't it? Well, wow. depends. So when they went... When they Look, beat... I've got to say now, Luther Brown and Billy Twelve Trees does not it's... sound <laughs> does not sound like a great partnership. It's up there with Jamie Noonan, Ayula Rinley. <laughs> yeah, but I tell you what, that was the partnership that took to pieces JD two and Jamie Roberts when Wales were really, really good. Um at Twickenham. That was the game. Uh oh no no no, that's a different one. I just suddenly remembered there was there was one I think it was an England Scotland game where JJ tore it up and scored loads of tries and I think Big Luth was in that side as well that's when we just watched Wales v Ireland in the Millennium Stadium as it was then at that amazing goal line stand Wales to beat Ireland that's the one the four we, minutes we then watched minutes. it in a pub outside Cardiff Arms Park and I've never I've never genuinely felt more hatred towards me <laughs> as an Englishman <laughs> Like, but people, there was a lot said after the, the the Wales England game. People going, "Oh, it's a bit over the top." Everyone hyping up the hatred between between of, of Welsh people towards English people. It, I can tell you on that particular day, it was very, very real in that pub. <laughs> yeah, very real. I can attest to that. Um, and just looking back, it was mostly Big Luth and Joseph in 2015, the starting centre combination with Billy Twelve Trees coming off the bench. Just to, when you need when you need the pressure relieving and the odd ball lobbed into touch, yeah, missed miss three into touch. <laughs> so he's now gone. So well, he's going to get at the end of the season. And the other rugby league rumor, because this is rugby league hour now, is um, Sonny Bill Williams to yeah. Toronto Wolfpack. Now most people will think, why do you care about the Toronto Wolfpack? I'll tell you why. Because they train at the same place as Didsbury Talk H. So where's um, the bell? Where's the bell? Hang on, hang on. I'm sure I've got a synthetic bell somewhere. <laughs> Synthetic bell. <laughs> where do they? What? Where, where, where's the training facility? That uh, Manchester M- uh, MMU Platt Lane Complex. Oh, nice. It's got, like, Is that like, the, like, what was formerly a city? It used to be Manchester City Academy. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, the that's Sunny a, Brill 
in an institute of higher education. Exactly. <laughs> with so, my um, reputation. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Brian Noble's office is right where, where, we, where we get changed. Uh, yeah, so if you want to see Sonny... Well, if you want to see Sonny Bill and be coached by one of the greatest minds in, in rugby, Didsbury uh, Talk H, uh, we train at eight, 8 o'clock Tuesdays at Platt Lane. Are you using... The possibility of Sonny Bill occasionally <laughs> loitering on the changing is, rooms. Don't see why this is controversial anyway. Yeah, the, the kids' rugby short section of decathlons um, <laughs> are going to get some extra business, isn't it? With these tiny shorts. Yeah, so come on down to Talk H. Uh, so if it's good enough for Sonny Bill, it's probably good enough for you. As for the Premiership rugby this weekend and and Pro 14 and stuff, I'm, I mean, the, the, the England-Wales game just served as a, as a fantastic... Uh, Build up to the big game, Ulster v Zebra. Oh, what a what, what was the score? Game. Because I know my beloved Benetton won. It, two fifty-point victories for our beloved teams. Yes, fifty-seven-seven Benetton beat the Dragons. How about Dragons? Fifty-four-seven Ulster hammered Zebra. How much money would they have to pay you to coach the Dragons? Oof. I'm not sure I would do it. It would be a lot. Be so and miserable. How, you know, how bad can a team be? When you've got a bunch of full-time professionals, I mean, these jobs aren't easy to come across, and you've got a load of players there. How bad? How bad can they possibly be? And yet they are. They're really bad. Or is it just that um, your beloved Benetton are just so good? Well, they are very, very good. They are. Uh, so it, that solidly puts Benetton into second place now. It does. Uh, wow. Because uh, Cardiff beat, beat Edinburgh. And doing, yeah. it, doing it during the Six Nations has... That's, it, that's impressed me. That is really impressive. They're a good team. Good, good structures team. in place. Uh, ever since I started supporting them um, <laughs> a few years ago, things have really look, looked up for them. Ever since Conor O'Shea joined us. Well, I'm not sure what the correlation is there, but let's just stick with what I said. There's something. Um yeah, so I'm going to mention Six Nations because I'm going to talk about something else, um, which is rugby during the Six Nations. Uh, Pro 14 doesn't handle it too too well. Uh, lots of empty stadiums. Massive props to Gloucester. I watched that game on Friday night. And, I mean, I'm not saying it was a sellout. I couldn't... I mean, I'm sure there were some empty seats. But it was pretty much full. It, yeah, and it, it was wasn't bouncing. far off it. It, a, it looked like an amazing atmosphere. I mean, they've got it right there. Whatever they're doing, they've got it right. Uh, and then they go, then they go, go and beat Saracens to go back to back Exeter and then Saracens. That's that's how you do it, boys. I mean, equally, uh, yes, you're right. And Gloucester did fantastically well, and you can only beat who's in front of you. But they have locked out with their fixtures. Yeah, they, they have. They have timed it just right. They they lose nobody. Um, yeah, and in fact, more than that, not only lose nobody, all of their injuries yeah. have came have come back. Yeah. Sippers came yeah, back. Yeah, like the, came back. the back row is, in, is insane now. Half their pack is South African. Uh, but, you know, just, oh, just Paledri off the bench to add a little bit of... Uh, a little spice. A little bit of spice um, the last 20. I, but in fairness, everyone showed up. You know, the, yeah. like, like the crowd, show, um, yep. the crowd yep. showed up. They performed well. Um, Atkinson, 12 trees. We'll mention him again. Atkinson well, is, I think... Class. I think, yeah, abs- he is class. He's really good. I did ask him. I, I saw him at the, the, the Gloucester training ground last week and said to him, Mark, I'm... Really disappointed. Why'd you change your uh, Twitter handle from Sausage Legs Ten? And he said, "I just thought it was time to grow up." <laughs> and he said, "And I thought it was time to get the number ten out of my Twitter handle. Just I had to accept I'm not going to be a fly off." So what's he now? Twelve. I don't. Well, I don't know. Sausage just... Legs Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> ham, ham Hands Twelve. <laughs> um. <laughs> 
He's another one who played at Sedgley for a brief period. Yep, and Bedford. Bedford. Yeah, and Wasps. Um, he is. Oh, and he's. He is Mark Atkinson underscore. Which. Oh, no, oh, that's a bit Mark. disappointing. Such a shame. Under, it should be Mark, at least Mark Atkinson underscore sausage legs 12. Yeah. But, so you, you mentioned the South African pack or the elements of the South African pack, and they did play very well. And they've got a couple of Kiwis. Uh, Honuk has been a revelation for me. Honuk, yeah, Honuk's been good. They've got Woodward, Marshall. I know Woodward's English qualified. Willie Hines, who I believe is also English qualified. He's been to English training camp. He has. But it was the core and the point scorers and the core of the team, the best players. So 12 trees did kick well and played well all round. I thought Ed Slater had a great game. And Ben Morgan is playing... He's in the form of his life. He's in better form than when he was playing for England four or five years he ago. He looks lean. He, he looks... He's, well, he's, he looks lean for Ben Morgan. Yeah, he looks good. He's he's fast. He looks like a lean, ex- grizz, grizzly bear. Uh, no, again, from the training ground, that's one of the things, when he walked past me, one of the things I mean, it's like, he's got like more of a V shape than I've ever seen him. Mm. He, he is looking in great shape and he's playing some really, really good rugby. Maybe he got himself a, a squat rack for his home gym. He might have, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so is it Gloucester's year? So it could, the, the, it could Gloucester, be Gloucester's year. Gloucester beat Saracens by six points, and admittedly, it would have been more than that, was it not for the late Saracens try or the two late Saracens try? They comfortably beat Saracens, but a Saracens team with that wasn't Saracens more than half a dozen key first choice players, first choice internationals that wasn't missing. Can they do it when Saracens are... So, if they get into the top four, they've got to travel to either Allianz... Mako, or Sandy Jamie Park. George... Marrow... Marrow, Billy, George Cruz, Billy... Owen Farrell, Liam, Owen Willem, Farrell, Liam Williams... Liam Williams, Elliot Date... Uh, no, not yet, <laughs> not yet. Um, Next season, maybe. Yeah, the, no, that's... Maitland uh, you know, as well. God, it, there's that, so many players to come yeah, back. Yeah, but if we knew the result, we wouldn't play the game. No, 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 I agree. Um, so I'm, I'm not saying Gloucester can't beat them, but I'm just saying they didn't... All I'm saying is they didn't play Saracens on Friday. I mean, of course they, they, they did, but you know... Yeah, they, and it was a great performance, taking nothing away from that no, Gloucester performance. Not. Can they do it at Allianz or at Sandy Park when Gloucester or Exeter have all of those players available? Well, if they carry on winning, someone's going to have to come to bloody King's home. Well, they beat Exeter they did. home and away now. Yeah, they beat them when Exeter did have all their players. Well, th- yeah, which was in the Champions Cup. Oh yes, it was. So uh, I would just say, right, but it, they can they can do it. So you are right. If they keep on scratch, let's have a look at the table. So what, what does it, what, what does the table say? Uh, Gloucester fourth, Quinns a third. No, the third. Quinns a fourth. Are they? Well, no, Quinns no, won Quins, again, so they must be Quins third. Quinns are third. Oh, yeah, Quinns right. won again comfortably. I, I so, mean that there is a ten point gap. So. Yeah, Chiefs on 57 in first, Saracens on 53 in second, Quinns 10 points later on 43, and Gloucester on 40. So they are they're 13 points off second place. Do you know what always tells me Saracens are going to lose? And I always know. Uh, when Christoph T- Chris, Christopher Tolofua plays. He's um, he's the barometer he's, for Saracens losing. He's on his way out. He's I'm his, not surprised. He's on his way to Toulon. I wouldn't even let him go to training. <laughs> he's on his every way time to I t- see him play, he's that bad. It rubs off on everyone else. Is that the most Toulon signing you can possibly imagine? Yes. An enormous 
but actually not very good hooker. He's perfect for Super Tour. <laughs> perfect. But I yeah. hope he's got a DNA test. And by the way, he is enormous. He is absolutely like, and enormous. And so you see him in, in real life. You don't he's not how ne- he is, but he's not nearly as, as enormous as he was a couple, when he arrived. Yeah, true. At Saracens. They, that is they, true. they did a Will Skelton on him. They've, they've got... Yeah, I mean, they they could there should be a, a New Year fitness DVD <laughs> featuring Will Skelton and Christoph Tolafua that Saracens could make a salary cap's worth of money on. I imagine that uh, if you now, put, put that, if you put that suggestion to Alex Anderson, he would jump at the chance to be bare chest with his uh, wolf medallion <laughs> around his wolf chest doing, doing a Jane Fonda have style you, 1980s. Have you seen his wolf medallion? I ha- I've, have I seen his wolf medallion? I was in a lift with him um, at Cell Sharks and I asked him, have you got your wolf medallion on? <laughs> the, uh, your wolf necklace? He goes, yes. <laughs> he couldn't be more proud of it. <laughs> yeah, we were in Philadelphia. Yeah. Oh, we're, yeah. We were out for drinks. Uh, yeah, so obviously he hadn't, he, obviously, somehow he forgot meeting me for uh, a first time. So the fact that I knew about the wolf medallion, he was delighted. <laughs> yeah, if you see Alex Anderson out, if you just see him around the shops, ask him or, or something. Ask him about his wolf medallion, and he'll just whip it out for you. Yes, wolf's head, an actual wolf's head on a chain. So the other results this week. So well done, Gloucester. The other yeah. results: Northampton, a last-minute, eighty-second-minute try, uh, converted try that gave them a one-point win over Bath. So a yeah. very narrow. And that's tough. a bit in the. I'm just looking at the table now. And that's a, that was a big win. That is a 10-pointer, yeah. however you say it, 8-pointer in uh, in rugby. And a huge blow for Bath. Yes, because that would have been... Bath win that, they are, they've are they got eyes on the top four. Two points off Gloucester, yeah. yeah. But, but Northampton leapfrog into fifth. In Bath Chronicle, that they've discovered the formula for scoring or something. You see that? No. Like, uh, has anyone like, else just got that that little meme picture of Zach Galifianakis in their head with all the numbers yeah. floating <laughs> past him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bath find one weird trick: how to score tries. <laughs> yeah. Seventeen yeah. new ways to score tries. You won't believe number four. <laughs> yeah. So the headline was something like, um, "We've discovered the secret to no. This is the secret to scoring tries." Yeah, I do feel sorry for Bath. It just feels like as soon as they get, they, they need they need to find the secret to paying attention when you've got a penalty on your five meter line. The the opponent's got a penalty on the five meter line in the final moment of the game. Yeah, yeah. As soon Make, as they get, take the right decision, get that secret. I mean, I've heard, I, I, and you know, you shouldn't really cite sources. People say, but people say. I mean, I've heard as nice as nice a man as Todd Blackadder is, he literally doesn't have a clue about what he's doing. Like he doesn't know the like the like the names of the opposition players. He doesn't know he's playing week in week out. I don't believe that he watched I've, every DVD of every Bath game for the last two and a half years before he turned up. Well, I don't believe any of it, frankly. And I think he's sort of just it's a it's, it's a very powerful yet rudderless Bath ship, and they can't wait to get new people in. I think that change can't come soon enough now. So will they make a change? Will they just go Stuart Hooper? Yeah, he feels but, like he's yeah. being groomed. Well, actually, they? sorry, I. Let's say a change. It's definitely going to be Stuart Hooper, but it's going to be someone coaching underneath Stuart Hooper. I, I'd imagine. But I think Stuart yeah. Hooper's making all the decisions now, anyway. Yeah. Poor old Todd. Apparently, love, lovely bloke, just not really that focused. Well, I can't speak. To, I can't speak to that. All I can say is, yeah, lovely bloke. Mm. Lovely, lovely man. Other games. So Exeter Chiefs thirty-five, Newcastle seventeen. 
So another game. So Newcastle scored three tries, couldn't keep the scoreboard ticking over enough to stay within seven points and critically couldn't get that fourth try to get nothing out of a visit to Sandy Park, which is not entirely unexpected, but to score three but not the four is a bit frustrating. They must be so miserable in Newcastle. That's the only thing I can think of, really. Well, the the key, because alongside that, so Bristol got a bonus point try. They scored four tries. Mm-hmm. And Worcester, so they, with a 79th minute Tom Howe try, they beat a woeful Leicester side. So, is anyone thinking that Leicester are hoping for Newcastle's go down more than anyone? Because I would not be surprised if they look at Dean Richards again for their DOR post. Well, yeah, it's interesting. Although, I... So, Leicester, all around their grounds, have uh, bars and uh, areas named after ex-players. And there used to be a Dean Richards bar. But then think it was after there now, now isn't. But that was one wow. of the Quins. Yeah, but, but it's still kind of... Bringing his character oh, into okay. distribute. Um, well, Me, I I'm just no, no. I don't know why either. I, but I, there is there is no longer a Dean Richards bar, and that where there was, there's like Rory Underwood's mentioned places and Martin Johnson, and but yeah, not, well, not Dean Richards anymore. So I don't, I don't know if there's any. I have no idea if there's any. If any, if his relationship with Leicester is still got some sort of nostalgic value, whether whether, whether there's lots of goodwill between them or not. But yeah, I mean. But they've, they've given Geordie Murphy a, a long-term deal. Have they? Well, they gave him. Yeah, they they're gave him a perm. The, the a perm. Job. Have they given him a long-term deal? Not until deal? the end of the season. They said, "No, you're our man." Yeah. Wow. Well, the dreaded. Do you know how many confidence. games have won recently? <sighs> Win-loss ratio. Uh, they on won one in the last six. Something like that. Two, two wins in the last sixteen all competitions uh, away from home this season. They have won once, and that was the neutral venued. Northampton game in oh. for, what's, for uh, Rob Horn. Rob Horn. Interesting. So they've never won at this season. They have not won at an opponent's ground. Goodness me! And they they almost won this game against Worcester. So I watched it, watched it yesterday afternoon. Um, they almost won, but not through anything that they did particularly well. They they got the Jonah Holmes intercept try, yeah. which was. It was like watching a repeat. There was a game earlier in the season. I think it was Worcester v Northampton, where there was at least one, possibly two, Cobus Reinick, Reinick interceptions. Oh, yeah. And Worcester just conspired to throw it away. I thought they are going to do it again. Worcester missed two very kickable penalties through Duncan. That, that, that was a 14-point swing, that try, wasn't that, it? Because it was a guaranteed try if they just got the pass. And it was either side of it, or just, just very close to it, was two missed penalties so it was almost a 20 point swing in that and you just think well no but no matter how badly Leicester are playing they're just Worcester are going to end up throwing this away and I was I was delighted that Worcester actually won it in the end not because I, I wanted to see Leicester lose but because I, I quite like Worcester I as like a team Worcester. I like the way they play I like I like what they're trying to do so I was quite pleased at the end of it that they got that try uh, so the bottom of the table Newcastle 17 points Bristol 11th 26 points Worcester 10 point, 26 points 9 point gap uh, and then it's and then that, that middle bunch going for the top 6 maybe top 4 is uh, 
Leicester 30 points, Sale 33 points, Bath 34, Wasps 35, Northampton 35. Could you see Leicester getting dragged into relegation scraps? The 13 points clear. 13 points. That, that, that would mean Newcastle, in the remaining eight matches, Newcastle would have to win three more games at least than Leicester win. Well, if no. Newcastle can beat Leicester, they, 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 they play each other soon. Who have Leicester got? Well, uh, I, I'm... Leicester Obviously, it's not definitively away. or mathematically the case, but if Worcester beat Newcastle, Newcastle have got one foot in the championship. So let's yeah. So let's say yes. that Leicester's next ho- next win has to be at home. So let's discount the away wins. Right. So we don't think they're going to win away because they just haven't. Next game, they've got Wasps at home. That's uh, winnable. Yeah, I'd say that's almost a must win. I mean, it's not a must win. They're not going to go down if they don't win it. You know, to be well, a... they, they've always qualified for the top tier of the European competition every single season. And it was only last year that they didn't qualify for the top four. Top four. They've got Sale away, so they're going to lose that. Northampton at Welford Road. I mean, these are always big games, but Northampton are definitely the best of, the, of, of these two teams at the moment. But they'll probably have their England boys back by then. Yeah, that's true. Exeter at Welford Road. Tough. Yeah. Newcastle away. I'm going to assume that they lose that. Uh, they've got Bristol at home. They should they should they should win that. Yeah, Harlequins away. They're going to lose that. And then last game of the season is going to be Bath at Leicester. So I can see them winning between two and three between now and the end of the season. So yeah, for Newcastle to have to trouble them, Newcastle would have to win five, five or six in eight, which is quite a. Uh, it would be a hell of a turnaround in fortunes for Newcastle. Yes, yeah. so, and for Bristol and for Worcester. Yes. So if, yeah, if if Newcastle don't beat Worcester next weekend at Kingston Park on Sunday, three pm kickoff, and not they're not down obviously because they're still they'd still only be nine points off of off of Bristol if Bristol don't win themselves. That is, they they've got the Friday night game against Gloucester. Gloucester, yeah. But if Bristol manage to pull off a win at Ashton Gate. And Newcastle don't win, then you're almost ready to call Newcastle a down, or, yeah. or very, or one foot in the championship. Obviously. Yeah, I'm getting up stage now. I'd say but it's the it's the getting nothing out of games again. It's yeah, getting close but just Man. not getting enough. It's going to be a big weekend. It's a break weekend in the Six Nations, obviously. So that's um, we can have a good old focus on the Premiership. Um, Sale hammered by Northampton. Yeah, and then go and win. Yeah, well, I, at Wasps. I can't tell you what happened in, in Northampton because I literally didn't see any of the game. Northampton was so busy scoring tries, there was no actual footage of, of rugby. It was just <laughs> running after, and sometimes we didn't even have time to show all the run-ins. But it they wasn't exactly. Wasn't exactly. It wasn't like Steve Diamond went. You're dropped. You're dropped. You're dropped. You're dropped. No, he changed, changed a couple. It, changed it a little. Put Sam James at ten, uh, which was quite interesting. Yeah, yeah AJ's got. Ankle ligaments. Oh, really? That, that's, 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 I did. I, I noticed he wasn't US. playing for the USA. Yeah, that's going to add to your fantasy rugby uh, issues. You had no fly half this weekend, JB. I know, I know. I and know. I picked up uh, Callum Sheedy, who scored forty-six points. That's what? Nice. Good for you, mate. Wave Good wire. You, Delighted for you. Yeah, pretty, oh. pretty handy little pickup that, isn't it? Just. Uh, yeah. So, um, this is a very sale-esque recovery. That is to say that they can have these horrors occasionally, and they do. 
and then Diamond sort of gets very strict and they go right back to basics. Old school. And yeah. And the, good, the good old school. Yeah. Old not, school. Yeah, the good old school. Not yeah. the ridiculous, rather nasty, slightly pathetic St. Peter's old school. The actual old school where you where you go back and you look at what like what you're doing and you talk about basic things like you do at level eight rugby. Make sure your guards are in. Make sure your bodyguards are in. Whatever whatever the process is that you're doing, you're going to go right back to basics, and that's what and that's what they've I, done. So basically, I, I generally reckon that it, from what you're saying, actually, if if Sale lose, Dimes could just get you in to do to do the, the week's training. Pretty much, yeah. Just do some old you drills. or yes. his Alsatian. Both about the same coaching uh, skills. Alsatian's yeah. died. Phil, that's Phil. so insensitive. What are you doing? Leah, Leah's no longer. Oh, I'm sorry. Good that's God, so insensitive. You don't mention, you don't even mention that in Carrington, right? Apologies. You ruined the, you ruined the whole podcast now. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, that's basically what uh, uh, what they've done. Because I think what Diamond does understand is that rugby is fundamentally a game of basics, and that's what he's very good at is instilling these real good ba- um, basic values. And what impressed me about Sale this week was their defence, particularly towards the end. Thought they were very good. What didn't impress me about Wasps was some of the tackling. Did you see the try that Rob Webber scored? Oh, I did. <laughs> I've not seen it. It was it's right. Okay, don't get me wrong. Rob Webber is a hard man to stop at the best of times. He is going at full tilt. And Jan, uh, was it Wan Diong? How was his name? Diong, right? Yeah, Wan Diong. Wan Diong, right? He's sort of standing on the try line. And, you know, when you're defending, the first two steps you, you should take are? Uh, generally forward. Forward. Go Especially forward. Especially if, if you're on your try line. <laughs> 20 stone of Rob Webber is coming towards you <laughs> at full pelt. You're going to need some sort of momentum to stop him. One, uh, De Jong just stood there and sort of gently stroked him as he flopped, up, <laughs> like, flopped over. Didn't fancy it. Did not fancy it. Not even old school slightly. enough. So, yeah, really good win for Sellers because going away to Wasps is really, really difficult. Yeah, Wasps are missing a few players. Uh, Sale looked pretty strong, but Sale got their basics right. So, uh, really interesting for Sale is they had their loose head prop playing. Have you seen this fella? Valerie Mozartoff or whatever his name is. Yeah, is he Moldovan? No, he's Russian. Is he Russian? He's he's a proper, proper Russian. Um, And he is enormous. Uh, You need to see some pictures of this guy. Doesn't speak a word of English yet. Um, And I think... When Ostrakov goes to Grenoble at the end of the season, that's going to be a real big loss because he is translating everything for him. But honestly, this boy is huge. I'm not sure there's a more frightening-looking prop in all... I want need to see him now. ...all of the Premiership. Oh, come on. And he's Russian that makes him even scarier. I need to find so you're out 24, 24 years old. Is that all he is? According to this, uh, this was when he signed in December. Yeah. So I think this might even be his first... It's definitely his first premiership game. Morozov. First... Yeah. Have a look at that, boys. Feast your eyes on that. <laughs> Images. I thought he was a tight head, actually, but he played loose on the weekend. Loose, yeah. Found, found him yet, Tim? Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a video of him playing on, on a mud surface. Yep. He's... In for NSI, is it? Could be. Krasnia. Krasnia. Yeah, that's it. This is his 80 meter try that I'm. I think I might be on yeah, the same the video. Yeah, that's the same video. Oh, so this is great. This is great podding. <laughs> Listen to the boys watch videos in silence. Ooh, good run. Oh, dummy, is that him? No. Yeah, he's anyway. He's he's a big boy, uh, and hopefully, if you know, 
if he works out, there'll be another great signing by Dimes, who just seems to uncover these these props left, left right, and centre. Yeah, he should no, he should be banned from being a prop for doing that. <laughs> He's huge, isn't he? Enormous. It's hard to gauge when you're watching that level of rugby. But he'll he'll be incredible. I'm sure he's enormous. Trust he'll me. have incredible core strength. Oh my word, that's a great picture. Oh yes, uh, I <laughs> love it. <laughs> he's got legs like Andrew Porter. Look at those. Yeah. Oh, look wow. at those legs. Yeah. Wow. See, you just said it to to um to go <laughs> along with me, and then you had a good inspection. His legs yeah. are legitimately the size of a human torso. Yeah. <laughs> he's the shape that uh, Jansi von Rensburg should be. <laughs> his legs are so big they make his arms look a bit weedy have another look oh, his, arms uh, his arms are enormous they are so anyway um, enough of that um, right predictions it just means sale anyway, they should be they should really be in fourth place but that horrible loss to Northampton put, uh, put an end to that I think they've got it all to do to make top six at the moment it's tough it's very tight at the top yeah predictions go on then Right, Let's get out of here. It's twenty-two midnight. Yeah, gone on Monday night. It's your first day back at work, work tomorrow. Work today. You've been at work today. No work tomorrow. Last oh yeah, day. yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, so gone. It's, it's Monday night right now, Jay. Come on. Who? Um... Friday, first of March, seven forty-five. Bristol hosting Gloucester. <sighs> Gloucester. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Oli Tholi to run wild. Uh, Saturday, second of March. All three o'clock kickoffs. Mm-hmm. We've got Tigers hosting Wasps, which neither team are playing particularly well at the moment. No. Leicester at home is a different beast. If Leicester get George Ford back, they'll win. Ah, they should do. Uh, but also, Wasps get Robson. Remind you, Robson Simpson's not a massive job. Yeah, off. the difference is not as big. They'll probably get Nathan Hughes as well. Yes. Yeah. Might even get launchers, although. Maybe not. Don't think so. Not with uh, thinking out. Yeah. Laws out. Um, so here's an interesting question, actually. Yeah. Who gets called up to the bench spot for England if launchers jump straight up? Chris and launchers. So you've got Chris Launchbury. Because the so Marrow's out. The automatic one you think is who's been involved recently. Charlie Yules sounds like Ezekiel or Yules. isn't his goose cooked? Uh, I mean, he's still young, so he's still very yeah. I'm not sure he'll get. I'm not sure Ezekiel will get called up. Let's just have a look. Have I got the latest squad list? What would Gatland do? Well, Gatland would have been playing some substandard second row for the best three, best part of three. He'd years been playing now. Callum Green for the last three years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he'd be he'd be now a lion and ready to go. So he'll probably he'll probably pick Brad Shields, Eddie Jones. It's as a, a possibility. Um, Dave Atwood would be my go-to, but I don't even know if he's fit. He's been playing. Yeah, he's been playing for Bath. Yeah, Dave Atwood. Would be, but well, you've got three there at Bath, so Yules, Yules Ellie, will be the one. Stuke and Atwood. So Yules, I believe, is a real, a real great leader. I'd go for Atwood, but I go with Atwood. He'll go for Yules. Yeah, they think Yules is um, you know a good talker, that kind of thing. Nonsense, nonsense, nonsense. Just get the big guy in. Atwood or Slater? <laughs> Slater's a good shout. That's one I was. Slater's uh, not a bad shout. I'd have Slater in. Uh, so the, the the only other guy that's been in recent squads, so all the guys in the squads, Yule's been in, Stook's been in, Ezekwe's been in. Spencer up at one point. Uh, mm. At, at yeah, one a point. wider training squad. Yeah, a while and ago. he's, not, a training it, he's not done it yet at Leicester. No, 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 no. That's the, uh, other thing. the only other one that's been called up was Johnny Hill. 
was called up at oh, one st- yes. at one stage. Oh, yeah, they've got those two lads there. No, Atwood or Slates. Get someone old school in there. Agreed. Big beefcake. Yeah. Oh, I didn't mean to say beefcake, but brute. Beefcake <laughs> sounds... Anyway. Yeah. Um, so you're... We're all going with Atwood. I would go with Atwood, actually. Yeah. Next game? Uh, sale, host, Exeter. Sale, host, Exeter, sale. I will be doing interviews at this game, so if you're, in the, if you're near the Shark Key, you want to see who I'm interviewing, just pop in, say hello. Not the Shark Tank? No, there's the Shark Key, which used to be called the Shark Tank. There's also the Ruck Truck. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. How, could, how can you possibly not be in the Ruck Truck, Jay? Uh, there'll be a player in the Ruck Truck. Nice. Um, we can go meet. Uh, yeah, so if you're in the Shark Key, I'll be doing the interviews about 2 o'clock, I think. So that'll be nice for you. Does, do you go in one-on-one and the door gets shut when you go into the ruck truck? <laughs> I've got no idea. What I, I've not been allowed in, 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 in the ruck truck yet. But yeah, that will be that will, that will will be there. Are there windows on the outside of the ruck truck? I've got no idea. They get no steamed idea. up. I don't know. Like the, you, Titan- you- the, the car in Titanic. Can you look in from the outside into the ruck truck? I've got no idea. don't know. Can't tell you. Right, next game. Saracens host Northampton Saints. Oh, sorry. I think I actually oh. think Sale will win. I, I think you. I think you're... Probably right. Yeah, I think it's Halloween. Um So, Saracens against Northampton. Well, this is like the traditional beatdown of beatdowns, isn't it? This it is. is when what... Saracens lose a game, yep. they just need to press reset by playing Northampton Saints and racking up 60 or 70 points. Yeah, give me the same result again. 60, 70 points. Um, I'm not sure Saracens 40 have got points the... to Saracens. I'm not sure Saracens have got the personnel to do it. Bet they have. At Allianz, I think they'll sneak it. Probably. Ugly win. I think they'll probably do, actually, similar to what they did against Leicester, which is tight for kind of 60-ish minutes, then score a couple of tries mm. late on and make it look possible. Where's Lozowski at the moment? Is he injured? No, he played 13. Huh. Lozowski and Barrett. Do you know you just reminded me of? I just looked at you then. We were talking about Saracens. Which Saracens player do I think Phil looks like just now with with the barnet like that? Who looks like Nicola Sturgeon. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was my previous oh, sorry, sorry, um, Duncan Duncan Taylor. Duncan Taylor, yes. Oh, yeah. There's a bit of Duncan Taylor there. I've not seen him for years. Duncan Taylor, hasn't he got a curly hair? Yeah, yeah but it's like a high top, That's, isn't it? It's like a high top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kid and play, curly hair. <laughs> anyway. Give me Saracens. Saracens ne- just. Next one. Uh, Bath hosting Harlequins. Ooh, this is interesting. Harlequins. I like Harlequins. Con Harlequins. Yeah, that Bath backline Should- without their, some of their guys away. Let's see if Harlequins are legitimate now. Yeah. Yeah, Harlequins. Give me Harlequins. Yeah. Oh, uh, go the wreck. Uh, this feels like a very, this feels like a game that Quins will go and bodge up. I'm just going to say Bath at home. I think this would be a good game. I, Do you I know what so the well. televised game is? Um, there's three games this weekend. Sunday, obviously, is the one we'll talk about one. in a minute. Uh, Saturday game, I think it's Leicester. Leicester, Leicester Wasps. Wasps, the East Midlands, the new East Midlands derby. Bristol Gloucester, Leicester Wasps. And then the final game. Final game, Sunday, also 3 o'clock. On, also live on BT Sport. Relegation decider. Mm. Newcastle Falcons host Worcester Warriors. Warriors travel from one plastic pitch to another to play their not-so-exciting brand of rugby that they didn't manage to score many tries, but actually play quite nice rugby against Leicester. Um, who's going to win this? Because this is, this is a fundamental battle. If Newcastle win... They're right back in the hunt. They're they're only one win away from safety. 
If Worcester win, the gap just opens up. I'm saying Worcester. Worcester away. Yeah, I think so. They're good enough. Just looking at that Newcastle team. Deary me, they're missing players. They are. It's quite, it's really worrying. There's nothing wrong with these guys, but you don't want it every single week. Let me just, some of the names. Oh, come on. Your internet's gone now. Are you sure that <laughs> Mevo's sapping up it all? Yeah, the Mevo's still good. Still, still going strong. Well, they're without Welch. They're without Wilson, obviously. Oh, here we go. Yeah, you've got... Without Gary Graham. Without Gonover. Yeah, no Gonover's big. Johnny Williams coming back's good. Um, Davy Wilson and Sam Lockwood as your pro... Oh, I'm worried. It's the leadership in the pack that they're missing out on. I do think Newcastle are going to win this, though. They've got to. They absolutely have to. I think they're going to win this. And I still... I don't know. Bristol are getting sucked right back into it, aren't they? They are. They got a, a bonus point four tries, so they're still scoring tries, but they're not getting close to the the wins. And hosting that Gloucester team, full blooded Gloucester team, is not going to be much fun for for Bristol. Nope. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm going for Newcastle. Yeah, give me Newcastle. JB says Worcester. Right. What's happening in the Pro Fourteen? Any games next weekend? Yeah, loads. Uh, so, um. <laughs> Oh, do, do you actually want to do the profile scene? Oh, you can just tell me well, what the who are, who are Benetton and Ulster playing. Yeah, Benetton and Ulster, we'll move on from that. Uh, Leinster host Cheetahs, Connacht host Ospreys, one. Benetton host Edinburgh. Ooh! That is tasty. Tasty. Um, although, although Scotland have got a load of injuries, and that means Edinburgh have got no players, even if they get internationals released back. Yes. So a big win for Benetton. Yes, come on, lads. Scarlets host Munster, Zebre host Glasgow, Cardiff host Kings, and the Mighty Dragons host the my beloved Ulster. Ah, two wins for us this weekend. Yeah, did we draw in the JB? Uh, not the JB Cup because obviously that belongs to Wales still. Um, as old. does the Rayburn Shield now. Oh, does yeah, it? reunited. Yeah, the, we've got the unification of the JB Cup and the Rayburn Shield. Amazing. Amazing. I think if Wales. Get a grand sum, they'll be holding that, the Triple Crown, and the Six Nations. It's what you dream of, isn't it, when you're a kid? And then they could only better that by unifying it with the World, World Cup. Cup. It's going to happen. Um, Although, potentially, they could lose a pool game in the World Cup, lose, lose the, the JB, JB Cup, Cup, and the Rayburn and Shield, the Rayburn oh, Shield but win day. the World Cup. That'd be, that'd be horrific. Yeah, It's like the politics in boxing when there's you know yeah. uh, mandatory challenges and you... Automatic stripping of belts and stuff. Mm. Mm. Uh, it's, oh. almost, it's almost like the JB Cup, kind of really. It, it matters to Wales. Oh, have you seen how they play? When the, <laughs> when the J, they've won what, thir- what twelve on the belts now? Because yeah, the, they know how they know what it means. That that clip from Gatland, the bit that they keep cutting off when yeah. they play it is, we've got an hour to lose because we want to win the JB Cup. Exactly, it's impressive stuff. Oh, actually, I've got one more story for you. Here we go. Before we go. Um, this is so inside baseball, but I don't know. If, if you don't like it, boys, you can just tell me to stop talking. We, so often, we, we often try. So we can all go home, right? So the politics of the internet and rugby are interesting, and Twitter is one area where people lose their minds. Let's find it. Uh, Tim. Tim Shock. There we go. <laughs> Yeah. The cesspit. So listen to this. This is bizarre. 
Um, you've probably heard of an account called Rugby Inside Line. They deal with rumours and transfer speculation. And actually, what they do really well... Occasionally I, accurate. Yeah, but what they do really well is they is they get people talking talking about rugby. There's no two ways about that. It, it inspires conversation, or it starts conversation. So, a another account was set up called Championship Inside Line. Now, this is interesting because it looks pretty much like Rugby Inside Line, but you would obviously know, wouldn't you, if Rugby Inside Line set up a second account, they'd use all the original graphics. You know, it's obvious that this account wasn't that. And the idea behind, behind Championship Inside Line was to get all the transfers from... Um, the championship and get people to talk about them. And apparently, it's hosted by some ex ex player. The people, the, the media managers in the championship, conspired to take this take this Twitter account down based on mistaken identity that they thought it was rugby inside line as a sort of like petty gesture to sort of get get one up. So there's a, a Twitter account out there dedicated to talking about championship rugby. And let's face it, the championship needs as much selling as it can possibly get and for whatever reason it is the powers that be really dislike it so that was the powers that be in the championship in the championship it seems like a bit of an own goal that doesn't it an absolute own, uh, absolute own goal so uh yeah that is um that's that's a weird one you, you know you talk about having to support rugby below the you know the premiership level where it's really important um yeah not so not Rug- so great rugby can be odd sometimes and uh I think I think what I would always want to just remind anyone in rugby, and partic- particularly people that actually trying to market the game to people outside of the bubble that we currently exist in, is rugby's really small. It actually, is really small. Actually, we think of it because it's our world. We think of it as this huge thing, and be, you know, at moments like England v Wales, it might be a big cultural moment that a lot of people actually. But actually, broadly speaking, the game is small. It's very small at championship level. God, yeah. yeah. So if someone's going to give up their time to set up a Twitter account and run it and talk about stories, um, you know, maybe they should just be left alone to try and generate some interest. But uh, not how the media managers saw it. So that's a very, a very. I, and what's their issue with it? Uh, well, their issue with it was that some of the guys who work in the championship used to work at the premiership level and they didn't like some of the rumours that Rugby Inside Line puts out. They thought they were one and the same. And so, and so they thought they'd attack championship in, inside line, <coughs> which is bizarre. <coughs> right? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's so convoluted. It's so in, it's so inside baseball. But it does give you an idea of like we should be supporting everyone, you know, whether it be um, you know a podcast based on your club or your blog or whatever it is. If you're an amateur content creator, you know maybe you should get like get behind these people. Mm. There you go. I told you it was in, it was inside baseball. Yeah, well that's, that's all right. It's just a just a surely we've all got and not not I don't mean you bringing it up on the podcast but surely we've all got more time well surely we've all got more in our life we'd want to do than than be worried about someone who <laughs> loves rugby so much they want to <laughs> exactly. spread the word contribute to it in whatever way they see fit yeah exactly. there you go there you go never mind all right well we'll see you next week uh, with uh, <laughs> domestic domestic rugby enjoy uh, getting back in the workforce Phil I'll try for us and stop sponging off the state yeah, you scumbag. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Well, let the boys play. 
Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.